It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. It is a privilege uh, and an honor to speak to you all and and to uh, have a dialogue with you every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. and then on Sunday on 4 p.m. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, by the way, I'm really excited this weekend because I just got the news from the station that our ratings are really good, and that means you guys are tuning in. So thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to More Money. We try to make it fun. We try to make it informative. We try to give you some information about how you can make more money. Uh, and so, and by the way, we're going to do that today. I have two incredible guests, uh, David Banson, uh, who's one of the top financial guys in America. And then I also have Ed Giardini, who is just a legend. And we're going to talk about how do you make money in this very volatile market right now. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, uh, by the way, one other quick thing. My hero is John Katsimides. He is the owner of this great station. I say it every week I'm on. The single most influential and best radio station in America when it comes to talk radio is the one you are listening to right now, WABC. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. We love to hear from you, but I've got to tell you, folks, I will not take your calls. I cannot take your calls this Saturday, uh, this afternoon, because I have uh, two so outstanding guests, and I didn't want to short give them short shift. So we will be back next week with your calls, because as I've said many times, that's my favorite part. And I, you know, people ask me, why do you like to do talk radio? And it's because I love hearing from you. I learn, I don't know if you're learning anything from me. I hope you are, and I hope you learn from the show. But I learn a lot from hearing from you. And I love the questions we have. Not only do we have a great wide audience, but we have the most, I think our listeners are the smartest people in the country. Uh, and, and just totally, um, uh, a total dose of common sense is what I get when I hear from you. So um, would you uh, please continue to call and I will, uh, but we cannot do it this week. So the, um, the fact is we need to have um, a more robust economy right now. We need to have more growth. And I am very worried about where the economy is headed at this instant. It's a really troubling situation when you see the reduction in growth that's going on. And when you see what's happening with respect to the uh, to the stock market, this was one of the worst weeks we've had. So really troubled by what is going on with the U.S. economy. We need more growth. We need less taxes. We need less spending. And I want to remind you all that uh, I am um, – I have a new book out myself called um, Godzilla, how the relentless growth of government is devouring America. And we have seen, just to give you a statistic to confirm this, the budget last year we spent, are you guys all sitting down? We spent $7 trillion, $7 trillion. That is unbelievable. Well, just to be precise, a little bit under $7 trillion. When I came to Washington back in 1985, 
the uh, the budget was not seven trillion dollars. It was one trillion. So think about that. Thirty five years, the growth of government is sevenfold. This is an outrageous increase and we need to do something about it. Now, I have two great guests coming on in just a few minutes in Ed Yardini and David Banson. Uh, but I want to mention one other thing. I do not understand what is going on with this economy. I don't understand why it is that we have so much growth of government and why we're not doing something to save the economy from the massive overspending that is going on in Washington. Now, the deficit last year, the budget deficit was in the neighborhood of um, two and a half trillion dollars. That is, we took in two and a half trillion dollars less than we spent. We're running up the federal credit card at a record, record pace. And does anybody think that this story has a happy ending? Do you actually think our country continue to borrow, continue to spend at this reckless pace? I say no. I say it is an outrageous amount of fiscal irresponsibility Nobody, by the way, both parties are responsible. Both parties have run up this budget. Uh, even Donald Trump, who I love, and I think Donald Trump did an amazing job with his tax cuts, his deregulation, his better trade policies. But I got to tell you, folks, uh, even Donald Trump spent too much money. But now Biden comes in after spending all this, all these trillions of dollars, and he wants to spend uh, his. If you if you add up all the spending he has proposed for this year, it is over eight trillion dollars. I want to make one other quick point before we take our break. If you look at how much money has been spent on COVID um, this year, it is the most incredible thing that I have ever seen. We've passed four COVID relief bills in the last two years, because now it's basically the two-year anniversary of COVID coming to these shores. And in two years, we have spent just under four and a half trillion dollars four and a half tr- that's the that's bigger than the gdp of most countries in the world four and a half trillion dollars now here is what's really amazing about that we have another COVID outbreak right now we just keep having one outbreak after another after another after another and i've got to tell you folks that i'm going to ask you a question and it's something to ponder maybe we can take your questions about this uh, and, and and your comments about this next week would we be in any worse shape if we had to spend anything? I mean, if you look at states like Florida, I'm in Arizona right now, by the way. If you look at Florida and Arizona, if you look at states like Texas and Tennessee and Utah and Montana and Idaho, those states did not shut down their economy. They didn't. They kept their economies open. And they don't have the crisis that we do. And they didn't spend all of this money that these blue states have spent. And it's just something to ponder. What have we gotten for our $4.5 trillion? There is a statistic that was in the Wall Street Journal that we spent more money. We spent more money uh, subsidizing the New York subway system than we spent on all the treatments that the federal government should have helped uh, develop. So the federal government is not the solution, as Ronald Reagan used to say. The federal government is the problem. I'm going to be right back after this break. Please stay tuned because you're going to love this next segment. Two of the top financial experts in the world are coming on. They both have new books that I want to tell you about. Um, And I'm going to just say this, that if you miss this, you're going to miss – they're going to slip you the answer about how to make money in this volatile market. I am Steve Moore. You are listening to 
The More Money Show on WABC. The following is a paid program. The views expressed by the following program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily those of 77 WABC and Red Apple Media. It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. Uh, This is the More Money Show. I want to remind you, if you want to get our free, free, and unlike Joe Biden's uh, $4 trillion spending bill, uh, our hotline that we put out every morning at the Committee on Unleashed Prosperity is free. It costs you nothing. We cover a little bit about the economy. We give you the latest in politics and the latest news in COVID. Uh, We put a little humor in there. You're going to find it really fun. Uh, I got a call from uh, Newt Gingrich the other day saying this is the first thing I read every morning. It's the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. We email it right out to you every morning, five mornings a week. You can read it in five or six minutes. It's very short. But if you want to be the smartest person in the room and you want to be on top of what's going on with politics and the economy and finance, get it. And all you have to do is just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and um, – Push the button, say, I want to get the hotline, give us your email, and we will send it to you for free. <laughs> for free, it costs you nothing. And uh, we hope that you enjoy it and get it for yourself and get it for your friends. Uh, and I want to now welcome, uh, speaking of friends, uh, a guy who I've learned so much for in terms of what's happening with the financial markets. Uh, he's a legend, really, Ed Yardini. And Ed, uh, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. Sure, my pleasure, Steve. So you have a new book. Uh, yep. which is um, re- really doing very well. And this is uh, Predicting the Markets, which is just, you know, fantastic. <laughs> it is, it is, if you want to understand how to make money in the markets, you've got to get this book and you've got to listen to Ed Yardini. Many of you have heard him on Fox Business and Fox News and uh, all, all of the stations, uh, CNBC. So, Ed, it is a great privilege to have you on the show. Thank and you. Timing could could not the timing could not be better by the way because i am totally confused about <laughs> what is going on with these financial markets i can't figure it out yeah i guess this week was what the worst week for the nasdaq in what two years or something so yeah. tell us what your assessment is about where we are right now with stocks is this a time a good time mm-hmm. to hold is it a good time to buy so i mean i my head is spinning around Well, look, we've had a couple of uh, remarkable years in the stock market. It didn't start out awfully good uh, in 2020 when the pandemic first hit. But uh, the Federal Reserve came in and uh, bailed us all out uh, on March 23rd of 2020. They announced what I call QE forever and uh, just unleashed a massive amount of monetary stimulus. And on top of that – a lot of people, millions of people in America, got uh, three checks uh, from the government uh, just okay. suddenly pop up in their uh, checking account or show up in the mail. And so you put the two together, and we had helicopter money. Uh, yep. It's never yep. really, really been done before, and it turned out that it worked like a charm. But uh, the problem is when the government uh, does something new and uh, 
thinks it's only going to be temporary. Uh, inevitably, these things uh, have a longer uh, life than uh, than necessary, and so they overstimulated. Uh, right. But the result was a huge bull market, uh, like a hundred percent increase in the S and P five hundred from uh, right. the March twenty third low um, until. Wait, so hold, on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ed. Yep. So when you said a hundred percent increase, from when to when? From March twenty third, twenty twenty, to uh, just recently, uh, just January third, a doubling, a yeah, doubling. yeah, yeah, a doubling, yeah, um, incredible, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. But uh, let, let's face it, um, a lot of people uh, weren't really very happy when they saw the market drop by thirty three percent when the lockdowns first occurred. But we've recovered right. remarkably well to new record right. highs. Well, where are we now? Uh, now. I think the situation is such that uh, uh, we need to do a little correcting here, especially some of these really big cap capitalization uh, stocks. And that's really what's been going on. Uh, I call them the mega cap eight, uh, the biggest uh, stocks in the S&P 500. They've, they've been correcting. And it's a healthy thing. It's not uh, the beginning of a bear market. It's not the beginning of a correction or a depression or anything like that. But uh, it's going to take some time. And it's all because the Fed has changed course from being uh, ultra easy, uh, very dovish, to uh, being hawkish. But, uh, you know, this was pretty predictable, right? That, I mean, at some point the Fed was going to, in mm -hmm. fact, you know, the Fed has been signaling this yep. for six months. I think they should have done, <laughs> been much more uh, proactive. Six nine months ago, but nonetheless, you know the uh, policy has to be. I mean, I watched uh, the Biden two-hour press conference. I don't know how much of you, you watched, um, and it was unsettling. You know, it just it didn't seem yeah. like we had a president who was sort of uh, in charge of the facts, and right. you know, instead of saying, "Look, I've made some mistakes. We're going to correct things," it was basically full speed ahead with higher yep. taxes, higher spending, more debt, more regulation, more war on American energy. And I wonder if you think that had any impact because this was a bit mm -hmm. bad week, really bad week yeah. for the market. Well, the, the Fed is uh, probably one of the most important macroeconomic variables when you're looking at the stock market. Sure. But clearly, since the pandemic, uh, fiscal policy has been uh, also very important uh, in all the stimulus that's provided, uh, increasing the deficits. Uh, and uh, maybe there's a price to pay for all that uh, excessive stimulus. Uh, I think they just overdid it. That last round of checks uh, probably wasn't really necessary. And uh, certainly even Larry Summers, who's uh, kind of a very mainline, uh, very right. well uh, uh, a very, very accomplished economist um, indicated that he thought that it was going to revive inflation. So it turned out that one of the best forecasters was actually a Democratic uh, economist who said, you know, if we do this, we're going to get a lot of inflation. And that's what they got. And it's coming back to haunt them and uh, consumer confidence being down and consumers uh, kind of hunkering down because they don't uh, like uh, what they're seeing at the stores in terms of price increases. So do you see do you see uh, inflation getting worse or getting better or what is your prediction for inflation in 2022? Well, you know, no no one knows for sure. I mean, clearly, ever since the pandemic, uh, it you know, it's kind of like Dorothy saying to Toto, uh, "I don't think we're in Kansas anymore." You know, <laughs> things have changed pretty 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 radically. But uh, I, I I think some of the inflation is related to uh, the Fed stimulus, some to the fiscal stimulus. I think um, they created together. They created a demand shock that overwhelmed the supply system, 
and that's why we have uh, this this inflation problem. Um, And I think that uh, some of the supply disruptions uh, will get fixed, and I think demand is going to slow. We we saw a a pretty substantial drop in uh, retail sales during December, and that was on a nominal basis adjusted for inflation. It was even weaker. So I I think consumers have uh, satisfied a lot of their pent-up demand for goods. Um, If this pandemic uh, becomes endemic uh, because we all – get this uh, herd immunity then uh, services may 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 pick up uh, but all in all i think inflation uh, is going to remain relatively high maybe around this uh, 7% range as we've seen for the cpi recently uh, for a few for a few more months and then i think it could moderate uh, in the second half of the year but i don't think we're going to get back down under 2% i think it's going to be more like Three to four percent, and then the Fed's going to have to decide what do they want to do. And I would not be surprised if they raise their inflation target. You know, move the goalpost. Yeah, so I can live with three to four percent inflation. I don't think seven percent is healthy at all. I mean, look, I think we should be at around two. You know, I'm I'm with the Fed that that should be their target, and I'm not in favor of them raising the target. Um, I agree. And. I worry that, uh, you know, we're just going to feel like inflation is the status quo. Um, The one interesting thing that happened this week and has been happening in recent weeks has been cryptos have just gotten killed. Um, And I'm on the board of a crypto, a new cryptocurrency uh, company. I'm not going to mention it because I have a conflict, but, you know, we're, there's so much, in fact, I was in Miami last week. uh, By the way, speaking with Ed Yardini, who's one of the world's, um, financial gurus um and they had a big crypt, uh bitcoin conference i think there must have been six seven thousand people there i've never seen anything like wow. it and but we saw a big decline in in the cryptos and i wonder why you think that's happening well when uh, you you get conventions uh for crypto that have seven thousand people in it that's a pretty good contrary indicator um <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wish you told me that. Uh, I, I might have shorted him. But, uh, no, I, I personally haven't had anything to do with uh, cryptocurrencies. I'm not a, a, a big believer. Um, I've kind of viewed it as uh, kind of a sideshow in the financial markets, quite honestly, with all due respect right. to uh, <laughs> what, what, you're do, what, what you're looking yeah. to, to do. Uh, but, um, you know, the original uh, concept of Bitcoin was that there's some sort of algorithm that uh, very – slowly mines increases the supply of these bitcoins and that uh they'd be um a, a kind of a more stable better place to to, right. to uh, hold your money it's turned out to be extremely volatile and this notion yeah, that right. uh there's only a limited amount of bitcoins been offset by the fact that uh, there's skillions of uh, different um uh, cryptocurrencies being created every single day some of them were created as a joke, and they turned out to actually go up in, in price. I think I think this is all related to what the Fed's doing now. Uh, with the Fed uh, talking, turning more hawkish, uh, the whole uh, speculative areas of the marketplace have been get, get, getting hammered, and that includes the mega cap uh, S&P 500 companies, includes the SPACs, you know, these blank check companies, and includes uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, as an economist, I have just no way to value uh, Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. There's no earnings, there's no dividends, uh, there's no rent. So um, I've I've stayed away from, from that whole area as, as a result. 
Um, so the, you know, the thing about cryptos I've always said, and by the way, I'm not an expert, but I'm not an expert any means about cryptos. Mm -hmm. But what I think is interesting about the the cryptos and the kind of uh, crypto uh, uh, mania that's been going on in, in recent years has been that they are kind of a, uh, alternative to being you know to their, their competition with the central bankers that are because it's essentially like a private currency right. and i like that idea but yep. you're right i mean if you look over the last seven or eight years you know a, a currency is supposed to be stable in value and of course yep. the cryptos go up and they go way up they go down it's like watching yep. a yo-yo so uh you know I, we'll see what happens sure. with with the cryptos but it you're right nobody quite exactly understands how they work and and mm-hmm. we'll see if it's a bubble in those oh, things yes. but, as you ahead. know the fed is uh studying it they've put out a study just uh, this past week right and whether right. they should uh get into that uh field what about gold well um you know gold um as an economist i find uh, is very highly correlated with uh, one divided by or the inverse of the uh, tips yield, the 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 tips is you know the inflation adjusted uh, securities, and um, that relationship remain, remains very tight. Um, and um, recently, we've seen that the, the real uh, tips yield uh, has actually gone up a little bit, uh, which has kind of held held back the, uh, the the gold market. I think Bitcoin has also been a competitor for gold and. Uh, a lot of younger folks prefer cryptocurrencies to investing in gold. Um, so I, I personally uh, feel that uh, some gold, some silver, a uh, small position in a portfolio uh, does make sense in this kind of world where things are so volatile and there's so many uh, fiscal and monetary excesses. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I think you're 100% correct on that. I always tell people have some gold and have have some uh maybe even some crypto uh but don't be, you know, overvalued in those. Yeah. Now, you've got a new book out called uh, uh Predicting the Markets: A Professional Autobiography. Uh we've only got 4 or 5 minutes left, but tell me about, you know, why you wrote it yeah. and uh Well, what, that what that that's that, that's sort of the mothership. I wrote that in that one I wrote in 2018. And since then, I've been uh, spinning off chapters as um, uh, sort of up- updated versions, more detailed versions of uh, the topics that are raised there. So the latest spinoff in this Predicting the Market series is called In Praise of Profits. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, now, who's the publisher? What's that? Who's your publisher? Oh, I self-published it. I mean, the, oh. well, the wonderful thing about uh, Amazon these days is Anybody can uh, publish their yeah, own exactly. book, so it's it's a great system. You just go to Amazon and you can get it. And incidentally, I got to say this because in praise of profits, I love that title because profits are what make the world work. Right? Exactly. Your personalized path to financial independence. No pain, no gain. Now here's Ryan and Bob Payne on 77 WABC. Hey, it's Ryan Payne and Bob Payne. Capital Management, talking this week for markets, talking wealth management. Bob, it's been a choppy week on the street of dreams. Like, what's going on? What's the latest? Well, Rod, you know, so far this year, the markets, you know, it's like the, the, ba- the baby new year. I've been very cranky and irritable. It's kind of like um, my new grandson. If you take the bottle away from him, he screams and he cries <laughs> and he kicks. 
Um, only now, you know what's happening with the stock market is the Federal Reserve has threatened to take the punch bowl away. Yes, and as we know, markets hate uncertainty. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of uncertainty because it seems like we hear the Fed's going to raise interest rates. We don't know how many times they're going to raise interest rates. Said they're going to get rid of their bond buying program, which we know, but then they're going to start to get rid of their $9 trillion balance sheet. So they have this triple threat going on. We don't know how it's going to play out. Meanwhile, interest rates continue to go higher as inflation is literally at the highest level since 1982. And it just seems like with interest rates going up, stock market is not taking it well. Well, you know, in the short term, Rye, you're always going to have emotional moves. But you also have all the analysts and all the strategists and all the quants, you know, sitting there with their calculators. They're looking at the new inputs, right? We don't have 2% inflation right now. We have 7% inflation. And, you know, based on all reports, looks like it might be going higher. And then we have, you know, interest rates up basically 40% in four weeks. I mean, that's a big jump in rates. Even though we're only at 1.8%, you know, percent, still a big jump from where we were just four weeks ago. It really is. And, you know, one thing we've talked about a lot is you've got to be careful with your portfolio. As we say, bond funds every week, don't own bond funds. Well, if you didn't believe us before, believe us now, bond prices are going down exponentially with interest rates going up. And this is why you don't want to own bond funds in your portfolio. But also, when you start thinking about technology names, you think about the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is an official what we call correction territory. It's down 10% from its highs because nothing's more sensitive than interest rates than what we call those long duration assets. And it's starting to play out because on the other side of this, the coin, energy stocks going through the roof. Um, I talked about this last week, but Warren Buffett's old school Berkshire Hathaway is up for the year. So not everything is working the same. Commodity prices are going up. So we're in a different environment. We've been warning about We're finally here, Bob. Well, Rod, you know, we have inflation and inflation's real. All you have to do is go to the grocery store, you know, or look at your utility bills. Um, or go to the gas station, right? We know inflation's real. The government uh, hasn't recognized it until now. Suddenly, you know, they're they're starting to focus on it, and I think that's shaking the markets up a little bit. But, you know, the thing that really worries me and concerns you, know, all my clients, kids and grandkids, uh, brothers and sisters, you know, they have money in the worst parts of the market, most disruptive part of the markets. You know, they're in cryptocurrencies. They're in these, you know, disruptive technology stocks. I mean, hey, I remember you on national television a year from today uh, when Peloton was selling at $150 a share. It dropped to 25 bucks this week, right? And you said it, you, you said it on national television that, hey, every Peloton's going to end up in a basement covered in dust next to the Nordic track that you bought the last, uh, you know, the last exercise cycle. Well, believe it or not, you know, sticking an iPad on a bike, a stationary bike is not the future. <laughs> as we're learning right now. But I think it's a good reminder too that like, you know, markets can change on a dime and everything can change very rapidly. And we're seeing that disruption right now where, look, at the end of last year, interest rates were still relatively low. We know inflation was kicking in, but everything was going up. Now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, we see everything changing. The Fed now is becoming more what we call hawkish. We're seeing interest rates go up. We're seeing inflation go up. And we're seeing portfolios getting disrupted because of that. And it's important because as you're planning for retirement, you know, you've really got to make sure we hammer this in like every week. You've got to have the portfolio of the next 10 years, not the last 10 years, because clearly the dynamic, we say this all the time, but the dynamics are changing you know, rapidly here. Hey, Rod, you know, really what it comes down to is that you need to have an investment process, a discipline, right? It has to be process driven, not event driven. You know, what does that mean? 
Well, that means that you invest, you know, based on achieving a certain goal, right? You need a certain amount of income, right? You're not going to get income sitting in cash, sucking on your thumb, worrying about the market, right? You need to have a portfolio diversified so that you can get interest on your bonds. You can get income from your dividends and you need to be able to overcome inflation. And you can't do that sitting in cash right now, can you? Well, I think the important thing to remember is we know based on history what are inflation hedges and what aren't. Because in your portfolio, to your point, Bob, you have to think about, well, not only do I need income in my portfolio, but I need that income to go up over time because my cost of living is going up over time. So you know, right now we have to think about in your portfolio, are you protected if inflation continues? Again, we have the highest inflation since 1982. It's extreme. Are you protected? You know, do you have a portfolio that's going to actually go up with inflation? And that's where we're seeing right now. We know commodities historically are a good place to be. Do you have that in your portfolio? You know, we know that having dividends that go up over time as your cost of living goes up. So these are things you have to start to evaluate right now. Because your point, Bob, like we say this a lot as well, if you've been sitting in cash the last 12 months, you lost 7% on your money in purchasing power. That's real. That's a real significant loss on your money. You can't fool around with it. You really got to get a strategy in place. Well, Ryan, this is why investing is so confusing, right? I sit here and I watch the financial news every day, and every other commercial is buy gold. It's the best hedge against everything. And last year, we had stocks go up over 20%. That was a great hedge against inflation. Gold went down 4%. You know, why do they keep sending out these messages about gold being such a great investment when basically it never goes up? Well, I think the gold advertisers are going to come after us because we talk, we, talk, we talk smack on gold every single week. <laughs> they don't like the fact we're talking smack on gold. But I, but I think the more important point here is, look, we, we have, we're going to have inflation again this year. It's not going away. If you look at one of the biggest numbers we look at is that unemployment number. It's going to keep coming down here because there's literally more jobs than people can fill them. So what you're going to see is companies have to keep raising their wages for their employees, which means their costs are going up which means that the cost for you and me are going to go up because they're going to keep raising prices. And to keep raising prices, we're going to keep seeing that pressure as we move along. So, you know, again, there's just so many things happening in the economy right now uh, when it speaks to costs going up. You've got to protect yourself. It's not like the last 10 years. You know, we didn't have that much inflation in the last 10 years. You could get away with owning those technology stocks, growth stocks, bond funds in your portfolio. You're just not going to be able to get away with it the way you did the last 10 years. And that's why, like, you're at that turning point You've really got to be looking at this. Wait a minute, Rye. It's not the last 10 years. It's been the last 40 years. We have had a low inflation, <laughs> deflationary economy uh, for the last 40 years. We've had interest rates basically coming down over that 40-year period. And that's why, and we try and tell everyone this every week, is that the only true hedge you can have in your portfolio are high-quality bonds that have a fixed rate of return, a fixed coupon. You know how much interest you're going to make every year. And you have a fixed maturity date. Yeah, hey, look, I know rates are low. But when that bond comes due, if rates are higher, you get to invest at a higher rate. And the next time that comes due, you get to invest at a higher rate. You know, as opposed to owning these bond funds, these long duration assets that we've been warning about that are just going down every day now, and there's no end in sight. Yeah, rates can continue to go higher here, and they probably will. And if you think yourself right now, like, I could use a second opinion. I've got to figure out, do I have a portfolio that's protected against inflation? I know I need income in retirement. I need my income to go up because my cost of living is going up. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally keep 10 slots open. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, if you call or text us right now, we do this every week. Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. 
It's a full holistic review where we look at everything for you. There's no other firm out there that'll do this work up front. We'll go through every holding that you have. We'll show you where all those hidden fees are. Wall Street loves to charge you fees on your investments. We're going to show you how to reduce that cost, optimize your portfolio for taxes. Costs are going up. Taxes are probably going up. Do you have a strategy to deal with it? We're going to give you a full tax strategy so there's more money in your pocket. We're going to give you a full income plan, show you how to maximize Social Security, show you how to build an income stream that you have for life, that you don't run out of money. And we're going to show you where all the risks are in your portfolio. If the market keeps selling off here, are you protected? Do you have the portfolio the next 10 years? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing as inflation goes higher, paralysis by analysis? We're going to give you a full investment game plan, not only to grow your money, to protect it over time. We have 10 slots. If you call our Texas right now, we'll show you how to get from point A to point B with the least amount of risk and the highest odds of success. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation and no cost. There's no strings attached. But you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, you know, given at our firm, Payne Capital Management, we probably run thousands of financial projections every single year for the families that we advise. And what we found is a lot of times when someone walks in for the first time, shocking, but they have failed to do any prior planning. And what we find is a lot of times you could be headed towards financial catastrophe. And we talked about this this week on our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth, we can check out if you like this content, simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. And you can, my, we have my brother, Chris Payne and Bob, three pains in a pod, doesn't get better than that. I uh, just go to bebullish.com. But it's amazing when, Bob, we see people not planning correctly, it becomes a big problem when it comes to financial independence. Well, that is the problem, right? The problem is with the advisory industry because you go and see these experts, and instead of really doing a plan, doing wealth projections, factoring in inflation, factoring in taxation, you know, they end up selling you a product. You know, they say, whatever I have to say, keep talking till I can fit in the annuity or the bond fund or the mutual <laughs> funds that I want to sell you. So as a result, how many people, I have so many people that come to see us when we do the wealth projection, they're going to have a hard time paying their bills of retirement because nobody ever accounted for 2 or 3% compounding of inflation. Bob, you're so, you're so cynical. You mean these other planners don't actually plan? Um, but it's true, right? I mean, how many times, and it's, it's a critical thing to think about, and we have talked about this a lot, but think about this math. If you need, let's say, $100,000 a year in retirement, well, that's going to be $200,000 a year over the next 20 years because your cost of living is going to go up by double and your portfolio is going to be cut in half because purchasing power is being eroded. So it's something you have to plan for, and this is why we use software to do that, but you got to make sure in your plan, talk to your financial professional, Say it again. Talk to your financial professional to make sure that they're factoring in inflation. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, we look at 40, 50 different portfolios a month, new investors that want to come work with us at Payne Capital Management. And the first question I always ask 
is, hey, give us a copy of your wealth projection. Show us what this portfolio is going to do every year for the rest of your life. Show us your financial plan. And they don't have one. You know, they don't have one. So the issue is, you know, do you have a plan and investment strategy based on achieving your goals or do you have investments based on achieving the advisor's goals? Well, that's a good point, right? Are they on the same side of the table as you? And I think, you know, when it comes to planning, it's not just about factoring inflation. You know, the other big one is taxation. And arguably, inflation is a type of taxation. But, you know, what we find is, and it always bothers me, when someone comes into our office and I see all these awesome tax strategies we could have used the last couple of years, but because they didn't do the planning, they missed the boat on it. Um, So you don't want to wait on the tax planning at all. You know, whether it's like, taking some of your IRA, which is a huge ticking tax time bomb because you have to take that money at 72, maybe taking some of that money out early and putting it into what we call a Roth IRA where it's tax-free. But there's so many tax strategies, Bob, that you can deploy, but you have to have someone looking at that for you. Hey, Ry, I don't know if you know this because the market's been a little cranky and irritable, as I said, over the last couple of weeks. We've been in a big, booming bull market, and most of you have these huge embedded capital gains. And the thing that you have to do is you make you have to make sure that you take advantage of volatile times in the market because you can you can put what I call money in the loss bank, right? You know, we were taught from birth to save money in your piggy bank, but you want to have money in the loss bank. Whatever you have a short term loss in the market, you take it so that you can offset those gains later in life. Because it's not about just making money, right? It's making money net of taxes, net of inflation, right? Inflation is hidden, it's insidious. Taxes are real. They're in your face every year, and we're already starting to go into tax planning season right now, so everybody knows exactly what we're talking about, buddy. Yeah, no, you have to look at that. And the other question is, how realistic is it to live off your portfolio? You know, Maybe you're getting into that financial red zone. Maybe you're five years away from retirement. Maybe you're retired now. And has, have you really sat down and looked at what can I realistically take and draw from my portfolio on an annual basis when I have Social Security, maybe you have a pension, but what's that number? And you've got to make sure you're not drawing from your principal too aggressively, right? Because the biggest fear we all have in retirement is running out of money. And believe me, that's the, we don't want anyone to run out of money. But the only way to really defend yourself against that is you have to run projections around what you realistically can take from your portfolio on an annual basis. And you have to update that every single year to make sure you're still on track. Well, this is why you need another uh, set of eyes on what you're doing, right? Nobody has a monopoly on great ideas or the best ideas. And you know what, right? Risk is something you only recognize in hindsight. Now, you don't want to be my age going into retirement and then make a big mistake, you know, in your portfolio because you didn't understand the risk, right? It's something where you have to have, you know, this test done on your portfolio every year and you have to make sure that you're invested in a strategy that has evidence-based that it's going to succeed going forward. Yeah, well, that's a good point because we saw this, and we talked about this on our podcast, but you had a client back during the tech bubble back in 99, 2000, that just said, hey, I want to get rid of all my conservative investments. Everyone at the cocktail party I'm at is in dot-com companies. We're in tech stocks. So they loaded the boat on tech stocks, and they got decimated, right? Their portfolio went down by about 60 70%. And they actually had to go back to work. And my fear right now is is the same thing is, do you know the underlying risk in your portfolio? Because Bob, you and I have seen it. We've actually seen it when the market's gone down. And if you weren't allocated properly, that's the difference between staying comfortably retired and actually having to go back to work. You know, Rye, that's why 
40 years ago, we created the A to B approach, right? Getting you from point A to point B with the least amount of risk and the highest certainty, you know, that we can provide. And that's why you have to have everything in a portal, like our e-money portal, where you can see all of your investments in one spot so you can understand your risk you're taking. You know, a problem I see a lot is there's money spread over 14, 15, 16 different accounts. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, it's exhausting to open up all those account statements every month. <laughs> and you know what happens. You open them up, you shred them, and say, I'll worry about that later. I'm going to go have a cocktail. I'm going to go hit some golf balls. You know, so the idea yeah. is you have to have a strategy that, you know, gives you the highest probability of success. And unless you have it all in one place to be viewed, it's hard to do, right? Well, that's what happens, right? Because you get all this different advice from different advisors. And what happens is you get overlap in your portfolio. And we see this because we like to put everything into that portal and look at everything in one place. And what you start to notice is, wait, advisor A over here and advisor B over here, have you all in the same type of investments? And that's when you get overweighted in bond funds. That's when you get overweighted in these growth portfolios that all own the same companies. And that's when you're at huge risk. So you've got to take that holistic approach, like you said, Bob, and you've got to start to look at, okay, and this is the cool thing about backtesting, like you said, is we can look at your portfolio and you can do this and, and go back in the past and say, hey, you know, this portfolio is going to get hammered if inflation kicks in, if interest rates go up. This portfolio is going to get hammered if we get a big market correction. But these are things you want to know now before it happens. Now when it's too late, because it's too late, it's over, right? You can't, you can't defend yourself when markets finally go down or market conditions change. Well, Rye, that's the thing. When you look at markets, they don't always repeat, but they often rhyme. Yes, we're going to have a crash. We're going to have another crash. I don't know when, but it's going to happen, right? We're going to have a market that goes down and keeps going down until you can't take it anymore. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen, right? You need to have a strategy, a plan, a discipline to not only take it, you know, not only, you know, not, you know, react negatively to that, but to take advantage of it. And that's what planning is about. That's what's having a strategy about. That's why being process-driven as opposed to event-driven makes the biggest difference in achieving your financial goals as opposed to just making money. Yeah, I mean, it's just too common sense. You don't want to plan. You know, we don't plan to fail, but we fail to plan. So if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need a plan. I need a game plan. I got to make sure I'm taking the right amount of risk. Are you optimizing for taxes right now? Are you sure you have enough money to live on retirement? Have you factored in inflation? Well, here's your shot to do it. There's no other firm on Wall Street will do this work up front. But if we have seven slots left, if you have over $750,000 safe for retirement, we will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We will go through everything for you and we'll do it at no cost. We'll go through every investment you own. We'll break down all those internal costs. We'll show you where the insurance company, the annuity company, the brokerage firm is taking your money and they shouldn't be. We'll show you how to reduce that cost. We'll show you how to optimize taxes. We think taxes have to go higher. The government spent way too much money. Do you have a game plan to optimize or pay the least amount of tax? We're going to show you exactly how to optimize taxes on your portfolio. And we're going to look at the income game plan. It's all about income and retirement. Do you have a game plan to take Social Security? How are you going to draw from your portfolio over time without running out of money? If the market sells off tomorrow, are you protected? Are you taking too much risk? Are you sitting with way too much money in cash? Literally, paralysis by analysis, earning nothing on your money as inflation ticks away. We're going to give you a full investment game plan to grow your money, but protect it over time. We have seven slots left. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, we'll show you how to get from point A to point B with the least amount of risk and the highest odds of success. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 
844-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next seven callers, you've saved over 750000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation and there won't be any cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob and Ryan Payne from Payne Capital Management. Stick around for more money. This is No Pain, No Gain with Ryan Payne and Bob Payne on 77 WABC. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. The financial markets so far in this baby new year have been cranky and irritable. Not unlike a real baby after you've taken its bottle away. Only in the case of the financial markets, it's been the Federal Reserve taking the punch bowl away that has caused the market's petulant behavior. The Fed's triple threat of tapering their bond purchases, raising interest rates, and reducing their almost $9 trillion balance sheet has caused bond prices to fall, real rates to rise, and for all financial markets to adjust their prices to the realities of a more hawkish Federal Reserve. The market's recent volatility is nothing more than a math problem. When you change the inputs on an equation, the answer must change. Inflation was 2%. It's now 7%. Might be going to 10. The 10-year Treasury yield is up 40% in four weeks. Valuations had to be repriced lower. It's like the seesaw or the teeter-totter in the playground. Higher inflation and interest rates on the one side going up, and on the other side, prices of financial assets going down. Now, it's not just the Federal Reserve. The stock market found another new issue to worry about this week, the fear that Russia may invade Ukraine. There's a lot going on, and markets, well, they don't like war. Now, this doesn't mean you should panic or head for the exits. The economy is still strong and recovering, and the markets will adjust. As I've advised, for months, higher inflation and higher interest rates do the most damage to long-duration assets like bond funds and long-duration equities like technology stocks or the stocks of innovation, disruption, and cryptocurrencies. Keep in mind, it's never too early, or too late for that matter, to sell a bubble. The only true inflation hedge in financial assets are high-quality bonds with a fixed coupon and a fixed maturity date, commodities, and equities at a reasonable valuation. Now, folks, there is literally a world of opportunity available in non-technology stocks, not only in the U.S., but in markets around the globe. And this week's decline has only increased that opportunity. Now, today, the only thing you need to do is to ask yourself one question in the spirit of the Capital One commercials. What's in your portfolio? Now, my son, Ryan, and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience of building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call. That's 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management. 
If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.